1: like
2: to think that there are only good and bad people in the world. Yeah. Right. But, who's left? But that's wrong. Good who's... people can do bad things. Okay. Bad people can change. Right. And there are a bunch of different things that play into those scenarios. And I think there's an argument the argument to be made that there is no such thing as a good or a bad person, period. So
3: life is just shifting sands, Pat. Like sands to an
2: hourglass. So girl, <laughs> to days of my life. This is what we were discussing with a 23-year-old woman arrested in Cannondaga. And we we will recap that story, excuse me, just a second. Mm. But apparently, Tommy, our take was wrong. All right. Because age, circumstance, temptation, none of these things matter when you are an upstanding citizen. Okay you hanging out in the break room, just Classic Rock, 96.5. WCMF, if you're watching our live stream on the Odyssey app, WCMF, YouTube, or Twitch, you see that Kimmy is not here today. Mm. She has jury duty. In her place, our utility infielder and all-around good dude, terrible time, Timmy. Right. I don't know. I was waiting for somebody to say something. Yeah, you're the man, Timmy. Thanks. Way to go. We make the kid feel good. All of our live stream that you're watching Timmy on, and I know we've tried to describe Timmy in the past to you. Today is your opportunity to stare right in his face. Uh, all of that brought to you by our good friends mm. at Three Heads Brewing. Three Heads Brewing, the best we could do was Timmy. <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Hate Mail of the Week. And about two weeks ago, we told you about a 23-year-old woman who works at a gas station in Canandaigua. Tommy, please say she was stealing from the store. Oh, yeah, snatching. And she had a brilliant scam, according to authorities. While working, she would ring up items and not pay for them. And then she would take more of those same items off the shelf without paying for them and return them. Yeah. And somehow the store figured this out. <laughs> so she was arrested. Police say she was. In, she admitted to the crime. Mm. She will have her day in court. And when we first had this discussion, we said this woman was obviously wrong for what yeah. she did. She deserves to lose her job. She deserves to be punished. But... This is something we theorized okay. most people thought about doing at their job between the ages of like 18 and 25. Mm-hmm. Tommy, it was probably a job you didn't care about. You probably thought you had the world figured out did oh, yeah. you can get away with it. You didn't respect your bosses at the gas station, fast food restaurant, no. grocery store, bar. And we assumed that was one of those things. Maybe you didn't do it, but you had a plan to do it. It was in your head. You got it. Well, Tommy, what? you, me, Kimmy, we were all very wrong. At least according to the man who wrote us this letter. Actual <laughs> physical letter sent through the mail telling us we suck, wanton is fired. Sit back and enjoy today's Timmy Red hate mail of the week.
4: When you make excuses for criminals, they commit more crime. This letter is about the news story you reported about that young girl who stole from her job. You said we all stole from our jobs when we were younger. I have news for you. That's not true. I've never stolen a thing from a paper route all the way through all the jobs I've had. My wife was listening with me. She said the same thing. And I know for a fact my kids would never, ever have done this. I think you're just a show full of criminals encouraging other people Ooh. to commit crimes. Does that make you feel better about being a piece of word I cannot repeat on the radio? Shiznit! Yeah, that one. Getting other people to do it? Are, are you trying to trick people who are fans of you into doing bad things so you can talk about them on the air when they get arrested? I know one thing. Good people do things the right way. Bad people cut corners and take from others. Life is that simple. Are you a good person or a bad person, and you have no argument when I tell you you're all bad people? I won't be supporting another second of your radio show anymore. Sincerely, I'm out. Guy.
2: Guy. (laughs) What's his name? Do we have a name? Chris. Chris. Okay, thank you.
3: Chris never stole. Nope. His wife never stole. He's a straight shooter. His kids never stole. He knows for a fact they've never done anything wrong. He knows for a fact.
2: Yes. His dog never stole. Not thieves, Tommy. And we're just a bunch of criminals sitting in a Punk room ass. together.
3: Punk yeah. ass. Criminals.
2: <laughs> Phone number is 252 WCMF, 252-9263. The last month on this show, we've been getting a lot of calls and letters and messages from mm. very self-righteous dicks yeah. who claim they've never done anything wrong in their lives. And yes. I don't know why that is. Maybe something's happening we're not aware mm. of. But in this letter, yeah. I'd like to, in regards to this letter, I'd like to read you a statistic. What is it? Are you ready? Yeah. 75%. Of American employees admit to stealing at least once from their current employer.
3: Like the current job that they have.
2: Current job they are in right now. Three quarters of Americans, not at some point in your life, right now the job you have, have taken something that you should not have swipe. from your job.
4: Mm-hmm. I stole this from my job. <laughs> what
2: is it? Timmy, you're on camera. Okay. Okay. So Chris here, when he says he and his wife and his kids, and more so than one kid, I would assume, because he says kids, right? Never stolen anything. According to the numbers we have, that is statistically impossible. Yeah. Because three quarters of people have done it. So So it's in your house. Yeah. It's in the house. Yeah. Not to mention, Tommy, this uh, study that we cited here, Mm self-reporting, which means without a doubt, there are people that have stolen from their job they currently work at that lied to feel like a better person in this study. But whether or not people are stealing he's mm. the most important part of this letter, Tom. Yes. I'd like to read you the sentence that jumped off the page for me. What you, you ready? Yeah. Good people do things the right way. Bad people cut corners and take from others. Life is that simple. Okay. Is this man right? 252 WCMF. Do you believe him?
3: In his mind, yes. Okay. But no, he's wrong. Wait,
2: but then he, that, those two things don't make sense. I was
3: going to explain to you. Okay. So I had an uncle that was an FBI agent from back in the day, and he was a straight shooter. It was either black or white. He didn't steal. Okay. He didn't do anything. You know, he was like the man, you know? And he would see. He'd be say, I don't mm-hmm. steal. I don't take what's not mine. I pay my bills before they're due. Okay. But he would steal and, not, and wouldn't call it stealing. For example? So he was a big blood donor. He loved to donate blood. He had, like, plaques on the wall. So when you went to the house, they always he always had he was always slammed with snacks. Oh. He would just take, you know when you go to give blood and they give you, like, a bag of peanuts and they give you a little cup of orange juice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would grab, like, 10 or 20 of them at a time, put them in his pocket, walk out the door. <laughs> the other thing is he used to go to a diner every day. Okay. And he'd read the paper. All right. He didn't pay for that paper. Wait, did he take the paper? No, he would wait till somebody was done with the paper sitting next to him. And if they left the paper, he'd get up from his chair, go over and take their paper, and sit down and read it. Now, technically, he's not stealing, mm-hmm. but you kind of are. That kind of sounds like stealing to me, kind of. But if you asked him, no, well, first of all, they're free, and I donate it, but I'm entitled to all the peanuts in the world. So you're saying
2: his sense of entitlement in his head mean he wasn't stealing? Never
3: stole. Is okay. it stealing if it's free? It's just overdoing it. Well... Well, that's what he would think.
2: Like he <laughs> so goes, you're his uncle? You're his yeah, yeah. uncle?
3: Because he's going to say, well, he just left the paper there. But he knew... He wasn't going to buy a paper. He was going to sit at that diner, because he was retired. He could sit there all day and wait to see if a guy left a paper. By the way, he would never go up and ask the guy for the paper. Oh, he'd just take it. He'd <laughs> wait until somebody left a paper, and then he'd snag it.
2: The phone number is 252-WCMF, two five two nine two six three. with the sentence from Chris's letter. Mm. Good people do things the right way. Bad people cut corners and take from others. Life is that simple. Are you a good person? Can a good person do bad things? Sure. Okay. Tommy, I you don't think so. You say, sure, you don't think so.
3: A good person could do bad things? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think a good person could do
2: bad things. Well, that's weird, because every person we know that does something bad that's a good person, you write them off immediately. Well, it depends how bad we're
3: talking. Well, well bro,
2: I mean, bad is bad. What is bad? Well, there's degrees of bad. You assume everybody that does certain <coughs> things is a massive piece of crap. You don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt.
3: I mean, there are certain people I would be shocked Okay. if you told me they stole, and there's other people that just put on a front.
2: Okay. But you, like, want those people to be thieves. Oh, yeah. Like, Tommy, you don't see stuff like this as a mistake. Like, you'll defend these people because you did this stuff back oh, in yeah. the day. But you don't see stuff like this as a mistake. You see it as part of their personality that's been exposed. Oh, yeah. So in that way, you think they're a bad person. Yes, yes. So good people can't do bad things. Mm.
3: I don't
5: know.
2: You want to argue with this man, but you're not listening to what he's saying. You actually agree with him, <laughs> at least based on what we've seen before out of your comments, Thomas. Uh, uh, so are you a good person or a bad person? Me? Yeah. No, I'm not a good person. Would your wife say you're a good person?
3: Yeah, but she knows better. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't? Yeah. Why does she I mean, she you? would say that, but she didn't know the old me. Oh, like, so She would f- never tolerate the old me.
2: So bad people can become good people.
3: Well, they can fake it. I I will say this, bad people are always going to be bad people. But you were just a bad person? But you fight it. Okay. But just like an alcoholic or a fat ass or anything else that we, we, you struggle with in life. If if you're if you were a piece of crap at 35 and you cleaned up your act, okay. You're still that person. You just cleaned up your act. It's still there. It lies dormant. Like herpes. <laughs> and all of a sudden you got a f- and blister on that lib, boy.
2: 252-WCMF, Two five two nine two six three. Chris writes us a letter talking about this chick out in Canandaigua, 23 years old. Uh, she allegedly was stealing from her gas station job, was caught. Police say she admitted to it, got fired. And we had, made the th- we had theorized the other day
3: mm.
2: when we did this story that everyone between the ages of 18 and 25 had come up with a scam to try and steal from their job. Yeah. Maybe you didn't steal, but you thought you could pull it off. Mm. Letter from Chris says, absolutely not. No, I don't steal. My wife doesn't steal. My kids don't steal. My dog doesn't steal. And his, this sentence, which jumps off the page, again, 252-WCMF, two five two nine two six three. good people do good things the right way. Mm. Bad people cut corners and take from others. Life is that simple. Okay. No nuance, Tommy. None. 252-WCMF, let's talk to Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, what's up, buddy?
1: Hey, I called the other day when you were talking about the lady that was a postal carrier, and she uh, she was stealing you know, gift cards or whatnot. Mm. Allegedly, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly, and and I told you guys, I don't steal, and I, it makes me sick. It's so socially accepted, you know? It's it's unbelievable. I mean, you know... Jimmy, you're stealing our
2: I listeners' time right
3: now.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I guess I am, but it, it's crazy. I mean, you're, you're talking about it. I agree with this guy. I don't steal. I know people who don't steal and never have. Um, you know, what, what can I tell you?
2: All right, so Jimmy, I'll ask you this question then, as we're having this now theoretical okay. argument. Jimmy, do you think you're a good person? Yeah, I really do. Okay, have you ever done bad things? (laughs) I don't think so. Never? You've never done a bad thing in your life? Jimmy,
3: you've never lied to a girl? No. (laughs) no, maybe Boring Jimmy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but some people would look at divorce as a bad thing. That's a sin as far as old school Catholics go.
3: You lied to God. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, I guess I've done a bad thing. Now. No, and, Jimmy, I'm not here to
2: light you up. I guess the point that I'm making is it goes back to the argument you made about your uncle, Tom, mm-hmm. right? People will find a way if they want to— justify be- their
3: lives. Exactly.
2: If they want to believe what Chris says to say, no, I'm a good person. I don't do bad things, but these people mm-hmm. do bad things. And, Jimmy, with this woman accused of this crime out in well, we don't know if she's a good person that made a mistake yeah. or a bad person that does all these things or if good people and bad people even exist in their own vacuums, Jimmy.
1: Well, you know, you know how you know she. A lot went into what she did. You were explaining on the letter how she uh, would put it into the register and then, you know, return the stuff or whatever. She. A lot of planning went into what she did. A good person isn't going to plan. I can't picture a good person doing that, but that's me. That's, okay. You know,
2: right. Well. Jimmy. Thanks a lot. Thank <laughs> you. Hey, no, Jimmy, get out there and keep doing good in the world, buddy. We appreciate. God it. bless you, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you. Proud to be named Jimmy. Because I never did anything, anything wrong. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come on, man. I know. But if you want to ask my dad. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Are you a good person? Uh, yeah, yeah. he would say the same thing. My what? father thought, My father thought he was a good father. But is your dad a bad person? Was he a good person that did bad things? I mean, he said he did a lot of dick things, man, but I guess he didn't see it in his head that way. Okay. So I guess in his mind, he could justify it. Okay, fair enough. But to the outside looking in, it looked horrible.
2: Terrible time, Timmy sitting in for Kimmy, who's got jury duty. Timmy, are there good people and bad people? Yes. So you say that people wake up good and people wake up bad. Yeah, but good people also do bad things, and bad people do good things. So at what point do good people become bad people by doing enough bad things?
4: I'm trying to figure out which side of that I'm on
2: too. So. so are you a good
4: person? I don't think so. Okay. But
2: then... I mean well, but I... What well, would that make you a good person? The execution
3: isn't there. So Yeah, if, but he put a couple of drinks into this kid. He's a tornado. Oh,
2: no, you ain't kidding. That's why they call him Terrible Time yeah. Timmy. Like, never... If you see Timmy out, if you're watching the live stream, uh, and you see Timmy out uh, in Rochester somewhere, do not buy this man a drink. He's like a gremlin. If he gets wet after midnight, the whole town goes down. But
3: that's kind of when the truth comes out, when somebody gets liquored up. You think like, so? Like, oh, yeah, it's truth serum. You know when, pe- when people let their, because what do they call it? Letting your guard down. Okay. Which means the truth is is seeping out.
2: So you're saying drunk Some actions people. are sober thoughts.
3: Oh, yeah. Alcohol is truth serum. Okay. So, I Where's guess. What is that, sodium pentothal? I used to give the, the it, spies... I'm
2: wildly alarmed that you know that off the top of your head. I used to watch a
3: lot of spy stuff back in the day. Of
2: all the things you don't know, of all of the things you I, don't, I don't know... I don't know if
3: that's right, but I think it's called... No, it is. That came right off the top of your head. True, sir. Okay. Think of how many chicks that had a couple of wines in them, and man, did it come out. <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, you're not wrong.
3: The fangs and the claws. All right, well, whether you're a good person or a bad person... Mm-hmm.
2: Today, the break room is down one of our own. Yeah. Kimmy is not here. She's okay. Mm-hmm. She's totally fine. Uh, she got whatever U.S. citizen dreads. Yes. Jury duty. <laughs> and the second you get that letter. Everybody starts trying to come up with ideas to get out of it. (laughs) But it seems today, Tommy, it's a hell of a lot harder than it used to be. Really? You're hanging out in the break room, Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5, WCMF. As we told you, Kimmy's at jury duty. Our good buddy, Terrible Time Timmy, running the board, running that mic over there for us. Great to see you, Timmy. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, And do not forget, it's a very special Wednesday here in the break room. Oh, Well, because we had our post-game Bills coverage yesterday, uh, we had to move everyone's favorite segment. Yeah,
3: I remember what it's called, right? It's called Where's Timmy Whining in the Hood?
2: <laughs> we will have a very special Wednesday edition, as read by the wonderful voice of Timmy. Where are they whining? Just after 9 o'clock here on CMF. So as we speak, Kimmy is downtown at the courthouse performing her civic duty. Yes. Sitting in a room with total strangers, waiting to be interviewed, and potentially called on to a jury.
3: Mm-hmm. Tommy, why do we all dread jury duty so much? I guess because it just is so goddamn boring. Because you got to go in that room early in the morning. Okay, you got to be there at eight. Yep, and then you had to wait. And I told you, it's like being at an airport that doesn't have planes. You just sit there, and you had to entertain yourself until they. Figure out what they're going to do with your ass.
2: Okay, so 30 years ago, I get what you're saying. Mm. But today, I mean, one, it is a day off of work. Mm. Two, with cell phones, it gives you something to do while you're there all morning. Kind of. I mean, if you didn't go to work, you'd be just sitting around watching Netflix at home anyway. Right. You could do that in the jury
3: room. Yeah, but you're kind of locked in there. Yeah. You know, I guess it kind of reminds you of school. Okay. You know, and then they march you upstairs and you got to go through all that.
2: I just find it weird. I would think most people would enjoy a day not having to go to their job to sit for a couple hours and watch, you know, Hulu
3: or whatever. I mean, some people do, but then you're thinking about all the stuff you could be getting done. Like, think about if you had that day off. Mm hmm. What you could get accomplished around your house with your kids. Good point. When you're just sitting here doing nothing, because they don't take you upstairs till it's hours. Yeah, you're right. And then that takes hours before you even they start selecting people.
2: And that's the real moment of truth. Yeah. If you get into that jury box, right? An interview to be sat, and you could have your days occupied for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that. And there are ways out of it. So we think, Tommy, mm-hmm. off the top of your head. What is the easiest way to get out of jury duty when they're interviewing you? Well, you, you got to look not uh, right in the mind. Okay, so you want you say look
3: crazy. Well, do crazy stuff. Give me an example. Uh, say crazy stuff. Well, you're just
2: like yelling stuff out loud. You could. Yeah, well, that'll put you in contempt of court. What? It? it would.
4: You know, i not in court yet. It's just the interview part.
2: No, I mean, but they interview you in open court, don't they? They have you stand up and they ask. Uh, they in front do. Of the prosecutor but yeah, and they lawyer, do, right. and there's a judge there. All right, that, so
4: you'd have to pull that move a little earlier. Okay. I get kicked out before you even go into the room.
2: Thank you, Timmy.
0: Sure.
2: Don't you just a big, loud guy? Maybe they want big, loud guy. Bro, every guy is big, loud guy. What guy's not big, loud
3: guy? Okay, so then now we're down to body fluids. Okay, no,
2: you you can't crap your pants. I'm pretty sure they're going to hold you in contempt for taking a dump. No, but
3: let's say I'm old, Uh right? I wore my diaper today. Okay, why did you know? Cut a loop. You're going to poop your pants to get out of jury (laughs) duty. No, what if I just make lemonade? You're
2: going to pee your pants to get out of jury duty. Yeah. Then you got to drive all the way back to Pittsburgh from the courthouse with pee pants on.
3: (laughs) Did it yesterday. Didn't even go to court.
2: The number one way most people think they can get out of jury duty... Mm -hmm is
3: being racist in that interview. Okay. And Unless turn- they're looking for a racist. I don't know who's looking for a racist. I don't know. What if the, there's the clans on trial? So it turns out <laughs> it's not that simple. I agree with you, <laughs> Sir Grand Wizard. I'm pretty sure you get out
2: immediately. <laughs> so here's the thing. But it's not as simple as it used to be when it comes to racist stuff. You really have to play it off like you are a bigoted monster. And to right. do that, you would have to say some awful things in a room full of people you don't So you have to be my father. Uh, I think you might have to be worse. Uh, my father's pretty bad. Look, I'm sure as hell not willing to do that in no, front of, of a room full of strangers. Because like, God forbid you lie about how you feel about certain types of people, and there's someone you come across one day that was in that courtroom that yes. heard what you said. Because mm-hmm. Rochester's a small town city. Yeah. And you'd remember the face of something, someone that said so awful, it got them removed from a jury for being a racist.
3: What if you didn't do that, but you just used... Nothing racist. Oh, here, please, dear God. Hold on, now. I don't want. But to. something that's not now considered correct and saying. So racist. No, politically it could be other things okay. you could talk about, but not directly like that. I don't think you'd be able to do that. I don't even know what that is. Yes, you do.
4: I'd ask for an example, but I'm a little bit terrified. Yeah, nope,
3: nope. Do not give an example. But you know what I'm saying. No,
2: I don't. And we'll talk. We're not. Because it was like when oh, my dad no. tried to not be racist. <laughs> racist. The other thing you start to do, if you get that jury duty notice, you go through your family and social circles to see what could make you biased based on relationships to get your free pass out of there. Who you know who's a cop, a firefighter. Who do we know who's a lawyer or works for the DA. Family members that have been arrested or served time and how that makes you look in the court system. Family members that have been victims of crimes that could make you look biased. But the truth is, these judges, these prosecutors, these lawyers, they're all aware of what we're trying to do. Like, we never made a great job of keeping that a secret. Mm -hmm. And because of that, It's made talking your way out of serving these days way harder. So it just ain't happening. Well, no, it is. And that's what's interesting here. The phone number is 252-WCMF, 252-9263. We found an article online that was written by several law firms. The headline says, the easiest way to get out of jury duty in New York State. Mm. You ready? All right. One, old age. That's me. How old do you have to be? Those juries are jammed with old people. But
3: what's the cutoff? They don't say. It just says old age. Because I got... I had to go. I was 64. Maybe like super old, like when you're like, you know, 80.
2: But it feels like 80-year-olds want to oh, do Oh, they that. are
3: dying to they light l- somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Look
2: like, I mean They got nothing to do all day. All right. It's something entertaining. And they got some- opinions. You got it. Uh, the second one is a medical or a health condition. Well, that's standard, Okay, yeah. But you would likely need proof or really try to play something up when you get called. Okay. How good of an actor are you and how far are you willing to go? Because that's another one of those things where you could really offend somebody trying to play off some kind of medical
3: issue. Well, you could do like one of those invisible things that you can't prove. That would be super offensive. No, like my back's out. I have a bad back. I can't sit for long periods of time. No, right? we can get you a pillow. No, I got the sciatica.
2: Okay, we got you a pillow. No problem. I need two sciaticas. Sir, sit down. You're in content.
3: Both of my sciaticas. You better. get the chair. <laughs>
2: Uh, being a caregiver of a child or someone with a disability will get you out of jury duty. Oh, it could
3: be like one of those busted relatives you have to take care of. Granny.
2: If you lie about that, you're a monster. If you lie that you are taking care of someone with a disability in open court, you are a monster. <laughs> And finally, mm-hmm. active duty military. Right. So uh, when you get the letter in the mail, run down to your local army recruiter, but that's going to be a much longer commitment than just a
3: day or two of jury and, duty. So that doesn't mean veterans aren't out. You had to be active military.
2: You got it. Although so, I do wonder if. You had
3: to have keys to the tank in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder
2: what being a veteran does. I don't think it you does anything. On or off a jury. Well, I'm saying the you know, different lawyers and prosecutors are looking for different oh, types of
3: people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right.
2: So, like, would being uh, a veteran make you more likely to serve on a jury or less likely to yeah, serve maybe, on a Yeah, Maybe
3: they don't want it. Yeah. You okay. know,
2: you know, different skin colors, ages, genders, right? Mm-hmm. That all depends on the court case what people are looking for to get either a sympathetic or a jury that they want a conviction from. Mm-hmm. It's very strange.
3: I do the I do understand when I when I the last time I went, which was recently, uh and we're all sitting in the box. It was funny how guys were trying. I know they didn't want to be there, but they also wanted to brag about themselves. Okay. Because they kind of ask you, like, what do you do? What's your hobby? You know, just kind of look at, and these guys would just go off about themselves. They go, man, if you're trying to get out of here, man, you should shut up. Guys don't have that ability. No. They just want to brag. And I go, you get locked in for the day, my man. Well, bro, how often do you have an audience full of people that can do nothing but listen to you? Right, and they take full advantage of it.
2: 252-WCMF, two five two nine two six three. Timmy is running the board for us today because Kimmy has jury duty, and the second she found out she had jury duty, she was trying to come up with a way to get out of it. But it is borderline impossible. Especially she,
3: for somebody like her.
2: Yes, to get out of going to jury duty. You think that she would be a bad
3: juror, you said. Well, it depends what you're looking for. Well, what do you, what do you think Kimmy would be? She's a jury? the ice maiden.
2: <laughs> the ice maiden, did you call her? They
3: call her the ice pick. Yeah, she's tough.
2: No, I don't see her like that at all.
3: Bro. Every time we have issues in here... If she gets a little snippy-chippy in the morning, I feel sorry for that poor bastard in the box.
2: She's always the one to side with and let it go.
3: Until you piss her off. Okay. Well, why would she be pissed off in a jury box? Because you don't want to be there. Okay. She had to do her hair. (laughs) We shouldn't feel this way about jury duty, right? No. We should all want to serve the country and get justice Done.
2: Okay, so you bring that up. I mean, it is your civic duty to do it. But I don't want to do it. Uh, but here's the <laughs> thing. Tommy. me, everybody has some kind of problem with the court system. Mm-hmm. It's too lenient. It's too harsh. Yeah. But not many people know how the court system works. I you know, know, serving on a jury gives you an inside view. It does. And you can make the argument that one of the greatest parts of America is having a jury of your peers decide your fate. Yeah. Right. It doesn't work if all the normal everyday people are trying to keep themselves from getting on a jury and you only get a bunch of dicks with time on their hands Mm -hmm. and just want to hang somebody, you know? Yeah. Like if you, Tommy, were in a courtroom on trial, you wouldn't want just the people excited for jury duty because those people are just excited to vote guilty. Mm -hmm. They all want to feel important. They have all kinds of preconceived notions. You would want someone like you, but the second you get in there, you want out.
3: Yes. That doesn't make sense. I know. I know. But it's just, you know, I get, I, I get bored easy. I know, I know you get my bored My mind easy. drifts too. Like when the guys were talking, because I kept thinking, "Oh, I'm, this is going to be interesting." And my mind drifted immediately away. I, I don't know what. I couldn't even tell you what I, I got excused from. Well, that's somebody's life in your hands. I, I don't mean that in life or no, death no. way. It was it was, it was, it was, it was. This was a bad one. There was some, you know. And you were drifting. I was drifting. How did you not manage to focus? Hey, tell the guy he was losing his room. Are you? Losing his room. What? He's in the polka <laughs> in of the 50s.
2: Come on, Henny, make it work. No, man. Like, if you were on trial for yeah. something terrible and you didn't do it, and you look over and you see one of the jurors, quote, drifting, mm-hmm. that's going to change everything.
3: It will. And here's my other problem. Who's ever speaking at the time, Okay, I'm kind of agreeing with him. Oh, my God. You, get, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because uh, they're lawyers, they make good points, right? So I go, yeah, 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 he probably did it. Yeah, yeah. He's guilty. Then the other guy goes. Well, you know that's a good point too. You know I could see that going out. Like, so like I'm all so. I would just go with, with the last guy that speaks. Okay. That's the guy I go with because okay. I'm wishy-washy. So closing argument. So he's getting off. He's getting off. Or he's gonna get uh, the last guy to talk. Uh,
2: doesn't the defense lawyer always have the last word? I didn't right, stick around
3: for it, bro. I couldn't tell you.
2: It's like baseball, right? The, uh, it's the opposite of
3: baseball. The home team gets last ups. So yes. the the guy's lawyer, the bad guy's lawyer, gets to speak.
2: There you go. You're all about, you're immediately biased. The bad guy's
6: lawyer. <laughs>
3: I just called the bad guy. Two five
2: two math. Kimmy in jury duty today. Terrible or terrible time. Timmy running the board for us, but Kimmy, the second she got this notice, we're trying to figure out how to get out yeah. of jury duty. These days, it's almost impossible. Let's talk to
6: Maureen. Hey, Maureen, what's going on? Hi. How are you? Go, Good morning, go, Maureen. What's going on? Um, I was just calling in because I heard about trying to get out of jury duty. Not that I was trying to do that because I really wanted to be on the jury. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a teacher, okay. a coach. Um, and uh, I, I just wanted to need a break be from those damn kids. <laughs> uh, actually I just retired. Oh, but congratulations. I I really wanted to be on because um it was the Teacher coach who the. Okay, yeah, stop, stop, thing, stop, 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 a, a stop, stop, stop,
2: stop, 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 stop. I don't want to know details, but okay, so okay. what? Did you end up serving on the jury or no?
6: I did not. Be, and they asked me, I, I knew an assistant DA. In fact, I knew the assistant DA who was in the case, and they knew I knew her. And, um, I, you know, and I also had a uh, connection to the former police chief. Man, and my you. dad was a former police officer. Man, man big time support. Maureen and, over know, here. None of that stuff. And you know, and I said all of it, but I really wanted to be on it. And so they they were down to, you know, I, I'd been there for days, and they kept asking me lots of questions. And finally when they asked me, you know, since I'm a coach, had I been in the, the locker room? Okay. And I was like, Oh yeah, I know that locker room well because I'm a coach. You know, I've been to that school. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they heard that, mm, you know, oh, nothing, so no close. go. So close,
2: Marine. So close, so close <laughs> I to was hear. So
6: close. Horrible,
2: horrible things in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. Well, Marine, I'm sorry you yeah. didn't get. I'm sorry you didn't get on that jury, but thank you for the call. I appreciate it.
6: Okay, you guys have a great day.
3: Uh, you too. There goes Marine. That was a weird call. Yeah, a little bit. I think she just called to brag about all the people she knew. <laughs> You kind of like, get the feeling, there's really like 17 names she dropped in that one conversation. I know the DA, I know the former police chief, my dad is a cop. Yeah, I'm a teacher, I knew the guy, the coach, I bet in that locker room.
2: <laughs> locker room off of I-90, <laughs> watch to my house. It's an American holiday staple Oh. that for the last three years you've mm-hmm. had to pay for. Oh. But there was such an outrage that mm-hmm. this company is now willing to give it to you for free this weekend. But it feels like it might be a trap. A little catchola. Tommy, mm. back in 2020, Apple acquired the rights to the Peanuts characters and all the things that go along with them, mm. which means a Charlie Brown Christmas American standard yeah. has not aired on ne- network television in three years. Okay, You can't watch it on ABC anymore. And that is an annual holiday tradition for a
3: ton of people. Come watch the saddest little boy always lose. It's such a great movie. It's the Charlie Brown... I never got... It is the most depressing, uh-huh. sad yes, story. Yes. I like to show children. It sucks.
2: Spoiled rich kid who got everything he wants, doesn't understand Charlie Brown. Shock face.
3: But why do I want to watch this loser kid with a with a bald head? Because
2: people relate to it, you idiot.
3: I don't need to relate to sad. It's the holidays. Give me right. something good like Frosty when he is dies good. at the, the end. good. The message is good. <laughs> or Rudolph where nobody wants to play with him. That's a... <laughs> Or the kid that takes his eye out with the rifle. Something uplifting, Pat. <laughs> so many people have been so upset with Apple yeah. that they have
2: taken Charlie Brown off of network television. So that,
3: people have bitched.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, Tommy, me, this is something that families would <clears> schedule <throat> to watch yeah. together. You know, 7, 8 o'clock. I'm it's still popular. It's a very relatable story that spans generations. Apparently,
3: it made that guy
2: rich. Apple uh, has felt the heat. So this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, they are mm. giving non-subscribers free access to a Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. So if you don't have Apple Plus TV or whatever the hell they mm. call it, uh, they're also op- offering a seven-day free trial if you want to watch it on Thanksgiving. Oh, there's your snag right there. I mean, this is a scam, right? Oh, sure it is. feels it's like
3: feels like a trap.
2: Mm-hmm. They're using an American standard feel-good story yes. to trap us.
3: Do they own all the Charlie Brown stuff, like the the pumpkin?
2: It seems like, yeah, it sounds like they bought the rights to all the Peanuts characters. Damn. All right. Will people pay to watch it closer to Christmas? Does That's it, sad. Does it mean that much? Timmy, was this part of your holiday tradition growing up?
4: I watched it, yeah. I don't watch it anymore. It's not like It wasn't a tradition, but it, when it was on, it was on.
2: As Are you single right now? Yeah. As a single man living in an apartment, do you have holiday shows you have to watch because it's a part of your life? I still try to make it a point to watch Frosty. Okay, so you will watch Frosty the Snowman? By Bing. yourself. Well, it's whoever, but yeah. You like, are... in, your,
4: in your apartment. Wherever. If it's on TV and I'm out and about, like I'm Bro, not going past... to go to a bar and be like, hey, man,
3: I need to see this. <laughs> no, but if I walk past your apartment, let's say you and I are neighbors, right? I just glance in. There's Timmy just sitting in his underwear and dress socks <laughs> watching Frosty. <Yeah>. I go, <laughs> that guy's building a pipe pump. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think it's that rare. Really? I don't think it's as rare as you think. Because people...
3: so these these shows are divine for little children. No, but... Or at least for you to sit down with your kids. Mm-hmm, but... but to be a grown-ass person, to just sit and watch this with no child around is weird.
2: If I didn't have kids <clears throat> and I was single, I would still watch Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas every single year.
3: But that's like one of the low ones, No, you mean,
2: No, it's the best
3: one. It's busted.
2: Bro, it's so popular that Love & Cup every year puts on an Emmett Otter's Drug Band Christmas live concert with a band, and it sells out multiple shows.
3: Yeah, for the hipster crowd.
2: No. In fact, I met a lot of our listeners, old fat guys that paid to go out to Love & Cup and watch Emmett Otter's Drug Band Christmas. Well, you know, Emmett
4: Otter's band is actually what put Chuck E. Cheese's band out of business.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, terrible time tipping. 252 WCMF, the Charlie Brown Christmas will be free this weekend on Apple TV Plus because they bought the rights to it. They've taken it off on of network television. People are freaking out. So Saturday and Sunday, non subscribers can watch it for free, but it sounds like they're using it to try and trap you to pay yeah. for Apple TV Plus. You don't watch any of those shows at the holiday time? No.
3: I mean, I mean, I've, I've, I've got a grandkid. I'm going to get a major dose of this stuff coming up. Okay. So I'm saving myself. Guys. I can't watch something over and over that I've already seen. Like, I know how this works out, man.
2: You mean every joke you've ever told your entire life? Yeah, probably. Because I heard from a distance kind of look like an eighth Keeps
3: coming up. There it is. See what I mean? No, but I can't watch. Can you watch something you know the outcome? Yeah.
2: In fact, I prefer doing that. It's very comforting. All right. Like, even when I sit down to watch Netflix, I will keep watching the same shows that I've watched for, like, 15 years over and over and, and over
3: they put, they put out new stuff every week. I'm aware i like the comfort. Like, I, I can remember, like, my parents watching that miracle on 34th Street. Okay. it was maybe for the war, for God's sakes. And it's black and white, boring ass dialogue. But again, it's a good message. No, it sucks. It's man. an American classic. Like, you forget, like, how bad acting was back then. Oh, my God. If it sucks so much. Take a car to the window. Let me go look. Well, go ahead, John, and go look. Why are we talking British when we're in Manhattan? I was gonna Don't say. Don't make no sense, love. <laughs> That's how bad acting we is. If it was that bad, it wouldn't have survived this long. Don't say that. It's people true. just get lazy, man. No.
2: What name? Name me a thing that sucks that survived a hundred years. Probably. This, Other probably. than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, in my family, it's it was Charlie Brown. You're without a Santa Claus. Yeah, but Rudolph you were like base right no
3: cable people. Oh, you I, you, you I took mean, whatever channel surge surge up that night. <laughs> Dialing for dollars, bowling for money. Bowling for money. Everybody does it.
2: Like the amount I know, of family, I and like I do wonder how it's changed now, because like you know, my wife and the kids, we do go out of our way to watch it on network television. Yeah. But I wonder how many people don't even bother doing that, because a lot of these streaming services will also have these specials. Yeah. So you know, you don't have to wait around for.
3: But it. when she, but once you become empty nesters and you don't have grandkids mm-hmm. yet, you're not going to anchor into this crap.
2: I disagree with you. I think there are a lot of people listening right now that do it just because you've always done it. It reminds you of the kids being little. You like the story. It's entertaining to you. All right. You're going to tell me that empty nesters don't watch a Christmas story on Christmas when they run it over and over again on TNT? I figured
3: they're drinking and doing other things. By the way, that's a great movie. A Christmas story? Oh, is that the the, the Red Rider thing? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. What? It's so goddamn depressing, and it's not even funny. It's very funny. It's not. It's very funny. It's so unfunny. You know what it is? It's mom funny. Oh, my God.
2: It's a story that is so good. Despite being set in the 1950s, 40s, yeah,
3: yeah I think it's, a, I think it's a, yeah, post-war. It's
2: still relatable to every generation. Like, think how hard it is to write a story of a kid that listens to a radio show every night, mm. gets a decoder ring in the mail, and me at 12 years old in, you know, 1995 can look at that and be like, wow, I get where he's. Well, worries, your house
3: kind of looked like that, okay. That 1940s motif. It did get bombed out. 252 WCMF. Let's talk to
2: Dan real quick. Hey, Danny boy, what's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, ironically, just last night, I uh, watched Charlie Brown, Pumpkin Patch, and Charlie Brown, Thanksgiving. Okay. So do you have kids? Uh, I do, but... Uh, did you watch it by yourself? I did watch it by myself, yeah. That's Tommy. That's <laughs> a 33-year-old man.
3: What? Did, what? I feel That's a little a, nostalgic. There's a million things to watch on TV. Yeah, but those things you can watch any
2: time. I... <laughs> Dan, what's your favorite holiday movie? Uh, Christmas or just in general? Let's go Christmas. Um, That's very tough. Okay, just give me um, a movie, um, probably
3: <laughs> I will say, uh, A Christmas Carol is my favorite Christmas play. That
2: that's one? the one where Kermit the Frog uh, has goes are screwed. Yep, yep, yep. Do you uh, watch- I
3: gather another depressing... Movie, it's the story, man. Like, how are you so stupid? Guy Elvis dies. Okay, hey, you're a piece of crap. Uh, <laughs> you screwed everybody over. Nobody likes you in this town right, well, unless, unless you feed them and throw gold coins at them, you piece of crap. <laughs> Dan,
2: enjoy your holiday movies, buddy. I appreciate the call. I sure will. All right, the bye,
3: adorable Dan. kid is also handicapped. I mean, it's a terrible story. No, it's not. Oh, my god, isn't Tiny Tim <laughs> hurt?
2: Yes, he's got a crutch.
3: Right, and they don't even tell you why. Can, why? Do you want to know? Well, if I'm going to watch this movie a thousand times at some point, did somebody drink during pregnancy? What happened to this <laughs> child? I I don't, I got, you don't even get the good questions answered. I don't want to wanna know why a child is handicapped. Don't put him in there. He don't didn't put, need, to be hand, he did need to be handicapped. I think it was just polio.
2: Yeah, probably polio probably or rickets. So I mean, what do they have back polio then? Polio was big back then. No, but that was the 1800s. Was polio big back then? Oh, yeah. Polo, I think it was my—I'm guessing rickets. No, polo. Oh, rickets. Polo.
3: I th- didn't rickets <laughs> turn into polio?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Don rickets into polio.
0: <laughs> How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.